Welcome to Three Leader Thursdays. I'm Marvel Street. Coffee. <laughs> Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> 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 uh, who, who else is here this week? Yeah, who's in the hot seat today? It's Me. Charlie. Charlie, welcome to our team, Charlie. Thank you. Yeah. Um, for everyone out there, uh, thanks for listening again. Thanks for coming back. Um, today we've got Charlie here who is... Um, what do you do here, Charlie? I think the official title is General Roustabout, I was reading <laughs> earlier. <laughs> you, go, you go by production assistant yes. on, uh, on Basecamp, yes. which is a rather prestigious title, but uh, you do do a lot of different things and, mm-hmm. and we love having you on our team. Yep. You've been here for a month now, maybe? Two. Two. Two months. Mm-hmm. That flies. Two months and two weeks. Wow. Mm. Awesome. And yeah. you, you fit in like a... Comfy old shoe. Yeah. That's nice to know. Yeah. It's awesome. I like when you applied for the job, I was like, Charlie's applying? What? I just thought, like, why would she want to work for us? She's, like, you could just tell from your personality, you got your own thing going on. Mm. And it's really cool. This um, is one of the only places I'd seen where everybody else did that too. Every time I'd come in for cupping, everyone's just working, doing their own thing. Yeah. That's what I liked. Cool. Mm. Yeah. We, I think that is one of the awesome things about Marvel Street. Like, You know, there's certainly a whole bunch of boxes that you need to check throughout the week and jobs that have to be done and they're not negotiable and they need to be done well and in a time frame. But then if you have a skill set that can benefit Marvel Street, you know, Nico has been awesome at giving us the rope we need to, to really sort of delve into things and get things going and, and we've all benefited like. Mm. You know, I love working here for, from that perspective. And, uh, and I think Marvel Street's benefited from both Mike and I's different passions and, and explorations. Mm. And, yeah, uh, hopefully customers benefit too. Yeah, that. well, that's the end goal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I certainly, uh, you know, I love what you bring and a fresh enthusiasm to the team as far as getting the retail side out I, i'm sure our retail customers out there are, are loving the way their their coffee arrives now it looks I awesome hope they like the extra notes they, too they definitely oh, i can sh- i was meaning to show you this today charlie but um speaking to um laurie from orwell's last night uh, and he sent me a message i'll just show you it was a screenshot of i can't see the photo anymore um, but it was a screenshot of their invoice and it was like a, a, a message you've writ- written like something. Mm-hmm. Hope you're having a nice day. Love Marvel Street. And he said, this never goes unnoticed, just so you know. Love That's heart. That's nice. That's so really nice. He was frothing. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So it's good to get them their coffee on time and out and everything's nice and neat. But yeah. we love them. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a, it's like 30 <clears throat> seconds mm-hmm. to write someone a note using their name or something as well. And, yeah. And they're... It makes a world of difference mm. when they open a package and it's like, oh, mm. awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, what – we've kind of already covered a couple of those questions. <clears throat> um, well, what do you do when you're not here? Because oh, that's kind of that. interesting. You've got yeah. a few things going on. Yeah, quite a few things. So, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to work here. Almost everything else that I do, 
my other jobs essentially are very either creative or quite emotional. I'm studying at the moment to be a postnatal doula, um, which I'm very passionate about. I used to be a doula in Brisbane, but then stepped away from it for quite a long time now. Um, but so I'm studying hypnotherapy, NLP, Australian Sign Language. Um, What's NLP? Neurolinguistic programming. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty intense. Wow. Um, but very enlightening, I think, to the um, science of behavior yeah. and why we do the things we do and where it comes from and um, being able to integrate that into helping new mums and also babies just sort of reacclimatize to, as you guys would know, to mm-hmm. being a, you're a different person. When you oh. have a baby, you, oh, you're yeah. an entirely different person. Yeah, your birth as a mum from previously not being. So there's that that goes into it as well. And um, I also make natural zinc. Mm. So yeah, that's yeah. right. You've got mm. um, it's a ocean friendly natural zinc. Is that yep. right? Reef marine and human safe. Which I say human safe because everything in it, all of the ingredients are edible. Mm. So our skin is our largest living organ and anything that you put onto it is absorbed into your bloodstream. Mm -hmm. So if you're putting anything on it that you shouldn't be ingesting that isn't safe to ingest, it can be quite detrimental. And then also just for the environment, just stop messing with it basically. Mm. Yeah, cool. That's that's awesome. Mm. I'd never really contemplated that stuff until Mm. maybe – a year ago or 18 months ago, Felix and I went through this phase of like, we've got to hit all the local waterfalls and swimming yeah. holes. And in my search for like where the most awesome places to swim are in this epic region, I came across sort of posts about using appropriate sunscreen mm. because it's like you're swimming in a valuable, very fragile environment mm. and don't fuck it up Mm-mm. with with all these chemicals that mm. you put on your body to protect yourself from the sun, like wear clothes mm. <laughs> or, or, or wear some, put some sunscreen mm. on that's not going to wreck that environment. Mm. So, yeah. um, so that, that's cool. Yeah. Give, what, what's the product? Give it a plug. Um, it's called Eam Zinc Base. <laughs> Eam Zinc Base. Where yeah. do we get it? Um, actually, there's a f- I'm currently only stocking in Byron. I'm trying to keep it small because I make all of – everything's made by hand. Every batch is made by oh, hand. wow. Um, so just in Byron or online. So fly to Byron. Yeah, just come Come Byron. visit. Come, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come, come up Tuesday, 10.30, cupping here at Marble yeah. Street, then go get some of Charlie's zinc. Get some zinc. <laughs> awesome. Um, cool. You have a lot on your plate. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous that you... Mm. I'm. It sounds very busy, but I'm, I'm jealous that you can juggle that many balls at, at once because I seem to only be able to do work and then... Go home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be a dad. Yeah, be a dad. Yeah. Nothing else in between. Well, I have nine chickens, um, <laughs> but they can be left at home alone all day. Yeah. So I'm pretty lucky in that department. Yeah. Do you feed them coffee? You should feed them some coffee grounds. The chaff. I, uh. They're psycho. I'm not giving them. <laughs> they I've, love coffee. I've totally ruined them. I feed them like warm rice or porridge of a morning and of an, of an evening. And they still get up at 4.30 and scream their heads off Yeah, if I'm not up. So it's oh. my own fault. I brought it on myself. Yeah, Rescue animals especially, they know how to work you. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> They've got baggage. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> uh, um, 
So, why have you been here? You've been sort of working in dispatch. You've been mm-hmm. doing odd jobs, cleaning buckets. <laughs> the um, buckets. <laughs> what are some things that you... What, what's something you would like to do or achieve here while you're working here? Oh, good question. I definitely wanted to... I think the first day that we did dispatch, Joe was in Indonesia and it was pretty tough because we were all learning. I obviously was brand new and I remember it being like it worked and we got it out on time, but I remember thinking like this could be done in three hours. Yeah. This, I want to smash this. Yeah. And so now being at the point where it does take two to three hours is I'm really, really happy with that. Cool. Um, other than that, I'm not sure. I'm really into the inventory side of things, mm. I think, and just um, putting systems in place that anybody could just step in and understand them right away. Yeah. Um, and that sort of stuff. I feel like there's a general <clears throat> consensus that we all really like the idea of making making the job that someone can just step in and, and mm, do it. Yeah. There's something well, romantic about that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think we've been getting there every time we have yeah. someone oh, sure. new step into that role. We, we're a step closer for sure. And as they depart, we become another step closer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's awesome to see that you can come in and within a very short period of time, you, you're now smashing that out in, mm. in three hours and, and doing a great job of it as well. Mm. Um, so Shout out Orwells. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for all those retail and wholesale accounts out there listening, like you guys, will, you'll be seeing like mm. Charlie's name will be on lots of stuff and she's looking after all that dispatch side of things. Um, all the orders obviously still come through myself. But uh, yeah, you'll, you'll see more and more. Sort of notes from Charlie. Oh, and, my little and, love notes. Yeah. And <laughs> so she's had a has a big hand in everything that goes out the door, which is awesome. Mm. Um. So and you don't have a a coffee background at all, but your other your you're the better half. Your <laughs> other half does. Other half. half. <laughs> the blonde half. Yes. Um. I actually do have a coffee background. Do you? Yes. Ooh. And it's funny because um. I grew up in cafes and restaurants, working, my parents had cafes and my dad was a cook, etc. And you just, you get over it. And the last time I worked in coffee as what people now commonly call a, call a barista was for Merlot. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go. Um, and they came and trained me on site. I remember at this cafe Yeah, they're big on the at. Sunshine Coast, aren't they? Oh, this Which was is... in Brisbane. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that was such a long time ago and I just, yeah, stepped away from it and moved into other things because it was just that thing of, um, I felt like it was one of those, coffee is one of those things that it's very expected, even then, even when I was growing up, people would just walk in like, I just want a coffee and I want it this way. Mm. And Mm. knowing where it comes from, having lived in Indonesia on and off, being to coffee farms, seeing what it actually takes and the resources, I remember thinking it just didn't align and not really wanting to be a part of it anymore or hospitality in general. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and it's funny since working here, Joe especially will be like, oh, yep, yeah, so you know this part for this machine and 
the grinder and I'm like, no, I don't. I don't know <laughs> anything anymore. <laughs> uh, but you're picking it up quick. And yeah. You're learning learning yeah. the ropes. So how how do you feel about the industry now from from the perspective of working here in Marvel Street? Um as I mean, I guess you don't have that customer interaction anymore, but mm. certainly that's a a big part of what we're about is is telling that story about the farm yeah. or the farmer or the cooperative or the region from which the coffee comes from and and trying to make that connection and, and I think a lot of specialty really that's that's what a lot of people who are really working hard in specialty mm. are doing. Um do you think that's different now? Or? Absolutely. And I think as well in the job position and the role that I had at that time and working in the cafe that I did, we were quite close to a hospital. Mm-hmm. So it was literally, it was very customer orientated in just getting the coffees out, making sure you're making a profit. That was the only side that I'd had the interaction with. Mm. At the end, that was the only side I ended up working with. Whereas now, where it's like you see... You guys are constantly cupping, constantly talking about coffee, constantly talking about the growers. There's a lot of emotional investment in that. Um, and that's amazing for me to have seen that because obviously I have drunk, drank a lot of Marvel Street coffee prior to working here. Yeah. Um, but to see this side of things is really, it's amazing to know that there's this much. It's, it's certainly where the podcast came from as well mm. like probably a lot of our i think you know over time our i think our accounts are starting to get the picture um but but conveying what goes on behind the scenes mm. is really difficult yeah and um you know even with some local accounts that are just here in town like dave your partner mm. he was amazing at coming out here and would mm. have been one of the very few baristas in the local region that had a a very good handle on what we're all about. Yeah. Um, and that was just because he turned up to cupping and he, and he saw all that. And, mm. and that was really cool. And that's why we're so passionate about getting, bringing baristas down here and yeah. or in here for cupping because, uh, mm. because then, then we've got a platform that we can all work together from. Yeah, it's amazing how um, that, like... We were talking earlier today about it. Like, there's a uh, there's a guy that comes down to the cupping almost every week, and he's a barista. But neither of us have ever. He's never. We've never had coffee made by him, or mm. we don't know what sort. How talented he is mm. at making caffeinated beverages. But his palate and his, you know, his his ability to taste coffee has come such a long way in the last couple of months, just mm. from attending and attending and constantly tasting. And he's got a wine background and. He's obviously passionate about um, those, you know, tasting stuff and tasting amazing things. Mm. Um, but we just have no idea. You know, he could be, he could have only made a couple of coffees in his life, but he's still probably a more knowledgeable brister than mm. 80% of people out there, you mm. know. It's, uh, I think that's where the work is now as a barista is on the cupping table or not, you know, yeah. obviously just... Uh, palette development, mm. developing your own palette, and and turning up to things like cupping where you can taste the coffee because mm. 
that's certainly from our perspective as a roaster that's where the work is done you know with the new lowering the adjustments to the roast profile are pretty straightforward up you know obviously that's mike and nico and gabe's domain they they absolutely crush it there but but the work is on the cupping table and tasting and and working out what moves need to be made rather than how they need to be Mm. made the Mm. how is simple Mm. and the same with you know a grinder or a coffee machine adjustment the how Mm. is simple the what is more important Mm. yeah and and that's done by developing your palate and and it could be done by anyone they just need to keep doing it always yeah like every human has the ability to to taste things yeah or to learn yeah if you're not interested in learning why are you doing it yeah Mm. yeah totally Mm. And it's also, if you're a barista as well and you're working for somebody else, ultimately it's not necessarily your reputation. It's a reputation that somebody else has to hold and work on if you're not holding up your end of the bargain. Mm. 100% agree. So who, who has the better reputation at home for making coffee, you or Dave? Well, Do the chickens vote? The chickens don't <laughs> vote. I think they're like my porridge more than his, but <laughs> it's not really anything I, I love, can brag I love, about. <laughs> I love that you feed your chickens porridge. Yeah. That's awesome. It's just nice. Imagine eating the same food every day. Yeah. It'd be horrible. Yes. I can't understand how people that have animals just feed them the same thing every day and then wonder why they're chewing their whole house up. <laughs> um, we make coffee very differently. I prefer... I'm very very in love with my Kalita cup mm-hmm. um, that he gave me in Melbourne when we're still living in Melbourne um, probably seven years ago I yep. think I've got the same Kalita cup wow yeah good work whereas he's very much he's a Chemex Aeropress person yeah I don't particularly like Aeropresses I find they can be a little bit aggressive mm-hmm. personally mm-hmm. whereas I, f- I like the process and the methodology of a Kalita I like weighing everything wetting the fields I like the slow process of it I don't like the timer and pushing it really hard I don't it's just too much you know <laughs> I like the slow steady. yeah it is kind of aggressive when you don't when you, you think yeah. Com- yeah. if you hold it side by side to a Kalita if you and if it's kind of scary and you're like is this cup gonna yeah. hold up yeah and you never know until it does and then I don't want that kind of risk that early in the morning. <laughs> I think, I mean, if you're going to brew a pour over, the Kalita's a great choice. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and I, you know, I like that perspective. It's mm. kind of like you're taking time to be with the coffee. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. It's not, for me, it's that sort of morning ritual of, even when I was on my decaf stint, I still was doing a pour over decaf every morning awesome yeah and it's just it's a really nice way to wake up because you just in that moment you have to really concentrate but you're also creating something Mm. even if it is decaf Mm. yeah yeah i definitely when i first started brewing coffee at home definitely fell in love with it more for the ritual Mm. at first than anything else Mm. my coffees were probably terrible at first like (laughs) shocking and but I just I loved and and I felt so weird at first doing it I'm like I don't know what I'm doing and then by one week I'm like I got this now and Mm. it was always something really like you could really look forward to in the morning yeah Yeah. I I agree Mike Mm. and uh, it's a great point Mm. with two two kids (laughs) the the batch brewer rules (laughs) supreme yeah Yeah. yeah. (laughs) press a button put some coffee in 
uh, deal with screaming kids. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee comes out. Yeah. <laughs> The only tip I can give you is porridge. Porridge. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> Just give them porridge. Yeah. I don't, well, they get porridge yeah. most, most, most days. Mm. So, yeah. Awesome. Favorite Marvel Street coffee that you've had? Harry Watcher. Oh, oh, awesome. Ever? Yeah. Out of ever, everything? Actually, ever. Cool. Yeah. It, it is a cracker. Mm, just so. I quite like African coffees and. Then, yeah, this one just, I don't know, I'm getting a bit dreamy about it. <laughs> it's sweet, but also, and again, this is where my palate needs to be improved in my terminology. I find it both sweet but dry at the same time, but not dry. Yeah, like <clears throat> uh, like kind of moorish, you know, you want to keep going. Mm. Like when we're drinking those yeah, gin and tonics. Yeah, gin and tonics. And, yeah. and you kind of just keep wanting to drinking them because they're yeah. like a little bit, I guess, puckerish or quinic or something where you mm. it dries your mouth out enough to want another sip. Yeah, and not quite a round flavor, more of a sharp flavor, if mm. that makes sense. Mm. Mm. Cool. So, yeah. Right. If, um, if there's one thing in the coffee industry you'd like to see change from a sort of more outside perspective, what would it be? More women. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Definitely. Where you all at, girls? <laughs> <laughs> I have quite a few friends um, that are working for coffee roasteries and stuff like that, but yeah, they just... And, more, and do they have a similar perspective? As, like, do they, do they feel quite isolated in the industry or... I wouldn't say it's an isolation thing. What I have found is um, it tends to be <clears throat> there will be five or six male employees and then two female employees. Mm. And then the as the numbers grow, that equivalent stays consistent. Mm. Yes. So even if it becomes 10, then it's only four females, etc. So, um, And I know a lot of female baristas... But, yeah, it's just that thing of more women cupping, more women roasting, more women just, you know, it's not like mm. we don't love coffee. Yeah. So just changing that role from, I don't know, just changing that. Yeah. Awesome. Margin. Well, any of your friends want jobs, tell them to come here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. It was cool to see two two girls take out first and second place at the Aeropress comp. Yeah, when we were down there, down in Tassie. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Super and there was cool. a bunch. Of, there was probably I reckon it was almost almost fifty fifty with the competitors. Maybe like forty sixty. Yeah, there was a there was quite a few. Yeah, female competitors. Yeah, mm. it was cool. That's so, cool. Yeah, it was great. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Thanks for it's great to have you. Hope you're on around the team. for a while. Yeah, me too. I really become like part of the here. furniture. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I'll be working too much for that. But yeah. <laughs> get on that dispatch life. Cool. Well, coffee menu. Yeah, coffee menu. You can you can help us out here. Okay. Um, you can. So, the menu this week, guys, is staying exactly the same as last week. Um, everything's tasting very beautiful. Hope you're enjoying. Um, Santa Isabel and, and Detanli, some some of those new coffees there. But um, I just want to do a shout-out to Louis Couture. We've been oh. absolutely loving that coffee this week. There's not a whole lot left, but 
it's amazing. So please get on it. Absolutely. That was that blew blew me away this week. I made it was my very first coffee of the week, and um, mm. I walked in and the the coffee machine, the new the revamped mm. Senesso was in place, and I'm like, ah, I gotta have Let one. Let me at it. So I. Uh, cranked out a, a spro on that and it was out and yeah. <laughs> it's really it's just coming on yeah it's absolutely coming on that coffee so. cool espresso menu espresso menu uh, Santa Isabel Guatemala uh, Andino Colombia Detanli Nicaragua and the Luis Catura uh, from Colombia mm-hmm. do you want to read the filter menu Charlie Sure. Read out the love of your life. Oh, I will watch you. <laughs> oh, a little sexual. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, from Ethiopia and the Aricha from Ethiopia and then the Santa Isabel. From Guatemala. Guatemala. Uh, and then the blends this week are the same as last week, Thunderbird. We've got um, an 85% Las Noobs from uh, Nicaragua and 15% La Trumpa, Nicaragua, and Daily Grind is 85% La Roca, Nicaragua, and 15% San Fermin from Colombia. Both tasting beautiful. Um, that TB milky you made me oh, today, Mike. Like, oh, yeah, was we, so good. I just dialed the, <clears throat> the coffee machine in, set all the volumetrics, and taste, drank a bunch of milkies as well while I was there. It's great. <laughs> Um, yep, new coffees on the way. We got like, I think it's two weeks until we've got one box of this very special Geisha coming and, Mm. um, possibly some more San Isabel and, um, and then lots of fresh crop Colombians are just around the corner for, for the blend. So lots of stuff happening. Um, but for now, grind wisely. Cup honestly. Brew with confidence. Marvel Marvel Street Street Coffee. Coffee. You see you later. See you guys. Thank you for listening.